0: Big 12 title odds are out courtesy of our friends over at Online. If BYU were in the Big 12 this fall, where would they slot in terms of those overall odds? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about BYU basketball. Antoine Davis, the prolific scorer from Detroit, ends up right where he started, returning to the program he has called home for the last four years. Did Mark Pope and company with BYU basketball waste their time in pursuing that young man? We'll talk about all of that and a whole lot more on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Once again, welcome into Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We're very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where of course, the motto is your team every day, and as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Always love you guys stopping by the show. If you're watching us, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I'm going to point to the corner here, down in this little right corner. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that follow button for more episodes as they debut daily you'll get that update enable the notifications please comment on the show like subscribe rate review do all that stuff to help us continue to build this audience we're almost halfway to our goal in just over a month's time it's absolutely incredible we're aiming for a thousand people that's what we're simply aiming for we want a thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel we are north of 420 subscribers as of today Tuesday a huge thank you for your guys support of the podcast we would encourage you guys if you have not done so already and check us out for For the first time, hit that follow, enable notifications, as I said, just kind of do everything you need to do as a YouTube subscriber, but also, we're available everywhere else podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the gamut. You guys know what we're talking about. By way of introduction, if you're just checking this out for the first first time, my name is Jake Hatch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. You can see my Twitter handle right down there to the left, at Jacob C. Hatch. You can find my thoughts on all things sports there. If you want to follow more specific show content, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, search out Locked On Cougars and always love being with you guys and of course talking with Cougar Nation. All right, getting going on today's show. Let's talk some BYU football. Big 12 title odds are out courtesy of our friends at betonline.net. If you have not checked out that website, I encourage you to do so right away. We'll talk more about them here in a little bit, but new title odds are out and the odds to win the Big 12 conference for this coming season are I think fairly chalk. If if I'm being honest. The best uh, odds to win the conference belong to the University of Oklahoma. Obviously, Lincoln Riley leaving that program leaves them in a little bit of a lurch, a little bit of an unknown, but they are still considered to be heavy favorites to win the Big 12 this fall with 7-4 to four odds. The second best title odds are our friends over at Texas with 2-1 odds. Oklahoma State coming in third with 5-1 to one odds. Baylor, which is the winner, uh, the defend, the, excuse me, not the winner, the defending champions of the Big 12, they're number 4 in this with 50 To two odds, followed closely by Iowa State at 12 to one odds, TCU at 14 to one, and then you have the bottom tier Texas Tech and West Virginia at 40 to one, Kansas State at 50 to one, and then Kansas, the lousy Jayhawks. I I say lousy, the lovable lousy Jayhawks, let's put it that way. 300-1 300-1 to 1 odds. And when I was reading about this, obviously BYU's getting ready to join this conference and I had my thoughts, okay, where would BYU slot in this? Where would I put them in terms of these overall odds if I were an odds maker, breaking down where the Cougars might finish in this conference? And I threw it out on Twitter. I already mentioned you can follow the show Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I threw it out on our Twitter feed and I said, here are the odds for the Big 12 this coming football season. I said, if BYU football were in the conference this year, where would you slot them. We had a couple of responses here I wanted to get to. Our good friend John Williams, who's actually the guy who covers Oklahoma. He does Locked On Sooners, covering the Oklahoma Sooners. He says, right around Baylor. So he thinks byu be right around that number four spot in the Big 12 this season. Our good friend Floyd 314 says, Texas is idiotically high as usual. No offense, Sark, but two to one is ridiculous. So I would leave BYU between ISU and TCU, but one slot higher than that would be in this list. So essentially he thinks that Texas is behind BYU And he has them sitting in that 5-6 to spot if you're the Cougars. So very interesting there. Our good friend Nick Chadwick. Nick Chadwick15 says, right behind Baylor. So he's right in line with John Williams. Then BYU fan guy at Adoilette Taylor. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, BYU fan guy saying, between Oklahoma State and Baylor, he thinks BYU is number three number four somewhere in that range and then finally our good friend Texas Colonel at Texas at TX Colonel says between Baylor and Iowa State so I think a lot of people are of the same mind they think BYU is top half of the conference not top two maybe not top three but somewhere in that three to six range and I actually think that's kind of where I would have slotted them if I were going on the odds I have a hard time putting BYU above Texas Oklahoma State or Oklahoma I think they're right in line with what John Williams originally said is right around where Baylor is at, in that number four spot. And that's actually not a bad spot to be in because you are thought of fairly highly, but at the same time, you don't have the same type of pressure that an Oklahoma or a Texas or even Oklahoma State have as the odds on favorites to make a run. You can seemingly come out as a quote-unquote dark horse and make a run at the conference title odds. Uh, Let's also be clear up front about this. This is purely hypothetical. BYU is not going to be a member of the Big 12 until July 1 of 2023 so next year when these odds come out we'll actually be able to talk about them because BYU will actually be included in those odds so I just look at this and I find this very interesting And if you want to expand it out a little bit further where would Cincinnati slot in on this where would UCF come in where does Houston check in the crazy thing to me is that all four of the new members expected to join the Big 12 next year in 2023 I actually put all four of them probably above TCU at least above Texas Tech so You're saying that in uh, the—that's what I'm saying—that the new four members of the Big 12, they would make, in essence, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Kansas State, and Kansas. They have all above them. So you'd have uh, at least 14-1 to odds, per se, for, I'd say, UCF in terms of their chances to win the conference title. The good news is is that the Big 12 appears to be well poised, or very poised, to be very, very competitive in the future with these four new members coming in. Even if Texas and Oklahoma decide to depart in the relatively near future, but we have no clue of knowing exactly what Texas and Oklahoma are going to do. But for the time being... I do think that BYU football is a top half of the Big 12 Conference member. I think they're going to come in right away in 2023 and compete. And that's a good sign if you're a BYU football fan. Now, I wanted to get to a question that was submitted, or I was more of a comment submitted on our YouTube channel, about some of the conversation I had yesterday. I talked about the commitment of Ryder Burton, as well as the pursuit of Gary Bohannon by the BYU football program, as they try to round out their quarterback depth chart and their quarterback room under Aaron Roderick's lead. Well, there was an interesting comment made from our good friend uh, Tim Felicia, and hopefully, Tim, I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, but he left a comment on our YouTube channel on the episode yesterday advocating for Jacob Conover as the future for BYU at quarterback. His comment was, in uh, in part, I know the first part of it didn't necessarily relate, but he says this, quote, I take exception with the dismissal of Jacob Conover. Conover is incredible. When it's his turn, he will blow everyone away and show why Aaron Roderick went after him. And obviously, I probably should have brought this up yesterday. I didn't try to dismiss Jacob Conover and just kind of just say, okay, you're off over into the over into the weeds over here, Conover. I actually think Jacob Conover took a very nice step during spring ball. Uh, he was in a battle with Cade Fenegan in theory, going into spring ball for that number 2 quarterback job. Cade Fenegan dealt with some injury concerns during his uh, spring ball period. He was on the sideline most of the time when the media was out there watching that. And there was obviously the conspiracy theory, well, they're just hiding Cade. Finn again he's he's going to be the guy what I can tell you guys is what I saw from Jacob Conover, he got better and better as the weeks plotted on in spring ball, and that's with my own eyes. In talking with people who watched the entirety of multiple practices for BYU during spring ball, they said Jacob Conover was far and away the number two guy behind Jaron Hall. There is no quarterback derby for the starting quarterback job. Jacob Conover is not coming into training camp battling for that starting job. Obviously, BYU will allow them to compete for that job early on in fall camp, but for all in and purposes, it is Jaron Hall's job to lose. The good news is for a guy like Jacob Conover, if it comes to it and he has called upon this season, I think that he is going to look very different than he looked like in that Utah State game when he was thrown in on a moment's notice. Think about it. The Utah State game, Jaron Hall was injured, so he was unavailable to play. Uh, and I thought that uh, Baylor Romney came in and did a very admirable job, but then he gets tackled and smacks his head on the turf, suffers a concussion, and suddenly Jacob Conover, who has been running at the number 3 quarterback spot all season long, barely getting reps with the first team, if at all, during fall camp, all of a sudden he is called upon to go into that game. And let's be honest, he looked like a deer in headlights in many ways. I actually think that's more of the exception for Jacob Conover, and I think that he is more now now to take on a responsibility like that than he was then because as a backup you're actually getting first team reps albeit maybe 20% at the very most but that's more reps than he had going in to that game against Utah State he was obviously the backup in the week leading up to that but BYU very much expected in my mind that Baylor Romney would finish that game but football is a cruel game one hit can take you out of a game and thrust a guy like Jacob over into that situation and frankly The moment looked too big for him in that instance. But what I have seen from him during this spring ball period, Tim, and your point was well taken, is that I think Jacob Conover cannot be discounted to be the quote-unquote quarterback of the future for BYU. And in all honesty, at this juncture right now, so we're talking this is May 10th, 2022, if you are to ask me right now, a year from now, when, in theory, Jaron Hall is done playing for BYU, he's potentially been taken in the NFL draft at this point, by this time next year, and BYU is staring at their entrance into the Big 12, who is the odds on favor to be the quarterback for BYU when they open up Big 12 play? I'd have to say it's number 17 Jacob Conover. At this juncture, there's obviously a long time to go between now and then, and even the start of the 2023 football season, what, 18 months, give or take a few? It's crazy to think how far out it is, but at the same time, how close it is. And I think that Jacob Conover, as I probably should have acknowledged yesterday, he cannot be discounted in all of this. And what I meant to say about Ryder Burton is that, yes, he could be the quote-unquote quarterback of the future, but he is a year away at least before he even gets on the field to practice with BYU. And if he decides that a mission is in his future, he could be three years away at bare minimum, maybe four or five, before he's really able to contribute in a meaningful way for the BYU football program. So I didn't mean to come out and make the Jacob Conover sound like, like, like an afterthought for the BYU football program. I think he's very much in the mix here, but it's crazy to think about how quickly the big 12 era is coming for the Cougars. They've still got a lot of work to do. They're obviously continuing to have an uptick in terms of their overall recruiting prowess. I have never seen a more highly rated group of recruits that BYU is in the mix for than they are right now. And you can point directly to the fact that they are joining the big 12 conference. They are a member of the quote unquote big time. They are power five. BYU preached it for years, saying that, well, we're Power 5 adjacent. We're, we're just as good as a Power 5 program, but they did not have that Power 5 label. Now that they do, you're starting to see the fruits of having that label attached to you when it comes to the recruiting game. It's crazy how quickly it changes, but BYU is doing a good job taking advantage of that opportunity, and I, for one, I cannot wait to see BYU football take the field in the Big 12 era, but hey, we still got another season to go of independence, and there's a big opportunity staring the Cougars in the This fall as well. We'll talk about another one of the members of our non-independent top 50 class here in just a little bit. But before we get to that, we need to talk some BYU basketball. Some news coming earlier today. I'm recording this on Monday. Antoine Davis announcing that he is going to remain at Detroit Mercy. Was it a gigantic waste of time for BYU in terms of their overall pursuit of that of him as a prolific scorer to potentially join the BYU basketball program? We'll talk about that here in just a second. First, though, a word on our friends over at InterCap Lending one of our great local sponsors here on Locked On Cougars. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. And the reason why? Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And we all know that interest rates right right now are rising at a pretty quick clip. You can still take advantage of low rates if you get on it right away. And that's what Intercap Lending is here and ready to help you guys out with. They feature a, a great team that is set up for you guys to have success behind the scenes. They want to make it as painless as possible. Any of you who have gone through the home loan process, the home buying process, you know how much of a pain it can be. Intercap aims to take that completely out of the equation as much as possible. And that's what Locked On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter has been delivering to hundreds of Locked On listeners since 2018 including the Father himself. Yes, the man who founded this Locked On podcast network David Locke has worked with Intercap Lending on multiple occasions and let's be honest they can keep David on track throughout that entire process they can help anybody so reach out to Steve and let him help you guys out his direct line a direct number to him with any questions comments concerns that you might have reach out now 385-800-8528 if you'd like me to broker a meeting with Steve and get you in touch with him feel free to reach out via email email us locked on byu at gmail.com nothing more than to interact with you guys get you on the path to working with our friends at Intercap Lending and more importantly they do offer a corporate discount when you mentioned that you are listeners of the Locked On Cougars podcast, or as I said, you can email us and we'll help broker that. We'll still get you that discount in the process as well. Intercap is headquartered in Utah but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front and beyond that. In more than 40 states nationwide, they got you guys covered. 44 years of experience behind them, so reach out anytime to Steve and the team over at Intercap Lending 385-800-8528 or email him, Carter at intercaplending.com. If you want to learn more about Intercap Lending, you also can also go to their website. That's intercaplending.com. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. It's Kubota Orange Day. shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And BYU Basketball News, I was hoping to actually open today's podcast talking about great news that BYU added a prolific score in Antoine Davis to their football, not to their football program, the basketball program. But alas, it was not meant to be. Uh, Antoine Davis, yes, the guy who is just a scoring machine, he is ending up right where he started. He is going to return to Detroit Mercy to play for his father and finish out his collegiate eligibility at the program that he is called Home for the last four years. Now, let's talk about some of the facts of this case with regards to Antoine Davis. When he first entered the NCAA transfer portal, his father was quoted in the Detroit Free Press, if I'm not mistaken. It was one of the newspapers there locally saying that he was encouraging his son, speaking of Antoine Davis, to pursue opportunities in the transfer portal because of NIL opportunities, name, image, and likeness opportunities that he felt were not affordable or not going to be able to be achieved by Antoine by remaining at Detroit. So he was going to look around, maybe play for a bigger program, secure some NIL money. His father said, I like nothing more than for him to make $500,000 or more and put it into the bank. That was a quote, a direct quote from a sitting head coach who had been a beneficiary of his son's stellar play for the Detroit uh, Mercy Titans, but he was encouraging his son, go look for your opportunity. Well, he very much went looking for that opportunity. He visited Kansas State. He visited Georgetown, Maryland. He even visited BYU. And BYU, I can tell you this much now that it's kind of in the rearview mirror, BYU felt like they were in the driver's seat for him after he visited the BYU campus in Provo. And he thought everything was hunky-dory. But It comes out that he has a new deal. This is coming from Jeff Goodman, one of the premier basketball reporters out there, that he has a NIL deal with a Chinese company that is going to make glow balls that are uh, custom made and are going to feature designs that Antoine Davis is doing. And as part of this, according to what Goodman also reported, is this NIL deal is something that Antoine Davis pursued. It'll pay him handsomely, but he's also sharing some of the proceeds with his teammates at Detroit. Now, that's very noble in terms of what Antoine Davis is doing. But did BYU, Maryland, Georgetown, Kansas State, did they waste – Hundreds, if not thousands of man hours, all kinds of resources, uh, plane flights, I don't know what, you, what goes into all of it, d- expensive dinners, uh, presentations of NIL opportunities. Did they waste their time in pursuing Antoine Davis when it seems like it was a dog and pony show for him just simply to secure an NIL deal and then sound like the hero returning to Detroit and saying, guys, I got the money, I secured the bag and I'm coming back. Maybe so. And I got nothing against Antoine Davis. Let me be very clear about this. I don't have a bone to pick with the young man because I am all about this young man securing as much money as he possibly can secure for himself. That's actually a very, very good thing for him to go out there, take an opportunity, take advantage of an opportunity right now, afforded by name, image and likeness guidelines that are still very much in flux. We're seeing all kinds of stuff with the NCAA, potentially going to retroactively go after people in the NIL space. You know, what, the NCAA can get stuff for all I care. That's just an aside. We can probably talk about that more in a future edition of Locked on Cougars when we actually have more concrete concrete evidence of what uh, this NIL committee that's been formed is planning to do. But I'm actually okay with Antoine Davis kind of gaining the system, securing an NIL deal for himself, and deciding to return home. The crappy part about all of this, though, goes to where BYU, Kansas State, Maryland, etc., they're now left in the lurch because they, as I said, spent hundreds, if not thousands of man hours trying to get this kid excited to come to their university, show him what the opportunities were there, probably interacting with NIL-type folks, collectives, All that stuff, all that time that went into it, and it appears on the surface to have been just, yeah, a dog and pony show just for him to secure this deal with this Chinese company and say, hey, thanks but no thanks, but I'm going right back where I started. Is it a bad thing for him to have done that? No, I I don't think I have a problem with Antoine Davis doing this. The problem is I think that it was maybe... Uh, convoluted the reasoning that he went out there and did what he did because his father at the outset of this entire deal said that the only reason he was exploring transfer portal opportunities was to uh, secure an nil deal and he said he wasn't going to happen at detroit maybe it was a a a ploy. Maybe it was just a, a a move for them to get companies to maybe make a move and help Detroit by making it sound like, hey, woe is us. We're this mid-major program, bottom tier of the college basketball ranks in Division One, and uh, this young man who has a potential to break the all-time scoring record in the NCAA. He can't get the opportunities that are afforded at other universities. Was it all a big ploy? Only he and his family will actually be able to answer that question, and I highly doubt they are actually going to come out and say, "Yeah, we just did this to secure the bag," and then it was all just a—it a, was just kind of a, a plan to go back to Detroit at the end of the day. I don't think that is what they will ever say. And if they do, wow, props to them for some honesty. But the biggest thing about this is it feels like it's a spurned opportunity, and BYU should feel a little bit spurned, as should Kansas State, as should Maryland, about wasting so much time in pursuing a young man who is only apparently intent on securing the bag, getting some money for himself, and the report is that it's in the six figures with hundreds of thousands of dollars for him. He's taking it back to Detroit, and if he truly is going to share it with his teammates, that's a very noble gesture of him, but I just, man, I feel bad for BYU you and the money the time the resources they poured in to trying sec- to secure this guy the Good news for BYU, they already have Rudy Williams in tow. So that is a very good sign for BYU. You already have a high-level guard who is more than capable of being the point guard you thought that might uh, be the position that Antoine Davis would play for you. I think Rudy Williams is now your number 1 guy on the perimeter. The good news is Mo and Gia, Kim Aiken Jr., as well as Josiah Alec are all on visits this week to BYU, actually ongoing as we speak. And if BYU can secure maybe one or at least two, two of those three to come to BYU as a member of the BYU basketball program next season, I think the outlook for BYU is actually still fairly high if I'm being honest about the BYU basketball program. So, yes, it hurts to lose a guy like Antoine Davis because just on the surface it looks like it was just all a big ploy to get him some money and then he's like, hey, I'm actually going back to where I came from. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the trips. Thanks for all the good times kind of sucks, but at the same time, I still think the future for BYU basketball is still fairly high, and like I said, if you get two or three, or at least two of the three guys visiting this week to commit, I think that BYU's prospects for next season are actually quite high still. Could have been higher with a guy like uh, Antoine Davis in tow, because he could average 25 points per game, but Now you have to look elsewhere. Maybe Gideon George picks up some of that scoring slack. Guys like Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, they'll be expecting to see an uptick in their minutes and their attempts from the field. I still think BYU will be okay, but just it, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. That maybe this is kind of a byproduct of this NIL era. That this young man was out there saying that I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to secure this type of an opportunity for myself. But maybe it was just a gigantic move to make a company, or not, not make make a company, but maybe dupe somebody into giving them giving him the money that he wanted. And to his credit, he secured that money. So. I don't know. I keep going around in circles on this, but it's just a really, really weird circumstance. I'm not a hundred percent certain if I'm totally okay with how it all went down, if I'm being honest. All right. Well, we'll move on from that. Anything else that comes with regards to transfer portal visits, that type of stuff. We'll have it covered for you guys here on locked on Cougars, but coming up here in a moment, we flip back over to BYU football. One of the greatest players to ever grace BYU's defensive backfield. We'll talk about one of the great quarter corner back tandems in BYU. History at least one half of it coming up here momentarily, as well as some other news and notes involved in BYU athletics. First, though, a word on our friends over at Inter uh, not InterCap Landing. Our friends at Bet Online. I apologize. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs, and uh, and they are the best. I'm sincere about this. I talked about the Big Twelve odds earlier today. If you want to get in on that and you want to place some money, you think Kansas State can make a Cinderella run to the Big Twelve title? You think Baylor sitting in that four spot is actually underrated? You can go to Bet Online. Dot net right now, get those odds and put some skittles on them. Uh, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Major League Baseball season, college football, and NFL futures odds. It's all available now at BetOnline.net as they are your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of our friends over there at BetOnline, where the game Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Before we go on today's show, let's talk about another one of the great members of the BYU football uh, program in its history. We've been doing alternating days of the top 50 non-independent players as well as the top 50 players of the independent era. Today we talk about number 42 of the all-timers outside of the independent era, and I'm talking about Tim McTire himself, the transfer from Los Angeles Southwest College, a guy who came to BYU with all kinds of potential and truly, became one of the legendary household names for BYU. Uh, McTire was obviously paired with Omar Morgan to form maybe the best cornerback tandem in BYU football history. I don't say that lightly, but anybody who watched that 1996 BYU football program, you'd be hard-pressed to tell me that there was a better cornerback tandem in all of BYU football's history. McTire and Morgan were absolutely incredible, and they locked down opposing teams. McTire, for his career, had 120 total tackles. uh, Garnered seven total interceptions as well as one pick six for his career. He added four tackles for loss, 24 pass breakups, two forced fumbles, one quarterback hit. He was everywhere and anywhere. And anybody who watched that Cotton Bowl team knew what Tim McTire meant to that program and what he still means to the BYU football program. He is now back in coaching. Uh, He is actually coaching with Hugh Jackson at Jackson State, if I'm not mistaken. It's not Jackson State. Where is he coaching at? It's Grambling. I I think it's Grambling State uh, is where he's coaching coaching under Hugh Jackson, the former NFL coach. Uh, he is the head coach over there at Grambling State. And the interesting part about uh, Tim McTire is he spent many, many years working on his education, coaching at the high school level, and a guy that I think is actually going to succeed at the college level because he is a person that relates to anybody and everybody, I feel like. He was a guy who was very much the non BYU stereotype when he came to Provo, but he fell in love with BYU as a school, as a university, and he bought in to what BYU was all about, and they absolutely got after it on that 1996 team. Anybody who watched Tim McTyre play cannot tell me that he was a guy that was not the coach, not, excuse me, not the coach, not the player that everybody... Uh, uh, says that he was because he was every bit the part. He's now the safeties coach at Grambling. I was looking that up as I kind of stalled for time there. He's the safeties coach now and the nice part is for a team like Grambling, Tim McTyre can throw on the film and say this was me playing in the 1990s for one of the greatest teams, if not the greatest team outside of the uh, national championship team in BYU football history. You want bonafides? I've got bonafides for you young man and that's what a guy like Tim McTyre has and at some point, I'm just saying this right now, if BYU ever has an opening on their coaching staff and it's in the defensive secondary, you could do a lot worse than bringing Tim McTyre home to Provo and letting him be the evangelist for BYU football that he has been at many, many junctures on social media, etc. I'd love to see him coaching in Provo. Obviously, it would require an opening to come on BYU staff, but let's say a guy like Ed Lamb decides it's ultimately time to move on in the next couple of years. Well, at that point, I think Tim McTyre would be very much in line to be a candidate to come back to Provo. Would he ultimately decide to come back to Provo? Now that's a question you don't. You have to ask Tim McTyre to answer himself, but. As a guy from L.A. who bought into what BYU was all about, played on one of the great teams in BYU football history, you could do a lot worse than having a guy like Tim McTyre on your side. So there you go. Tim McTyre, number 42 in our countdown to the BYU football season. It's crazy to think, folks, 116 days away from now, BYU football will be taking the field against USF. All right, a couple other notes before we go here: is You have BYU baseball and softball in action tonight. Uh, BYU baseball is hosting Dixie State at Miller Park. First pitch is set for 5 o'clock. Mountain Time. It'll be streaming live on the BYU TV app. Also, the radio call will be live on the BYU Sports Network with Greg Rubel on the call. And if you want to go out to that, you actually can get a two-for-one in essence, where an hour later, a BYU Women's Softball is hosting Utah State at Gale Miller Field just across the concourse there at the Miller Baseball and Softball Complex in Provo. The good news is for BYU Softball, it's free admission. That's at 6 o'clock if you want to go watch BYU Softball take on Utah State. It's always a fun time. Uh, the views at both Gale Miller and Miller Park are absolutely incredible, maybe the best in all of collegiate baseball and softball. And I would encourage you guys to give them a shot. One final note is BYU women's golf is participating in the NCAA Franklin Regional as part of the NCAA Women's Golf Championships. BYU had a tough day on the first day down there at Vanderbilt Country Club. Uh, they are in ninth place at ten over par, one back of Boston University, number twenty-one Duke, at number nine Alabama are tied for the lead after the first round of that. Regional. BYU will need to make a big move up to the leaderboard. The top four teams will advance to the NCAA championships and BYU sitting in the ninth spot going into the second round of action today on Tuesday. They are going to need some low rounds today and tomorrow if they want to finish in that top four. But best of luck to the BYU women's golf program as they continue their play in that Franklin Regional. All right, that is going to do it. That is everything you need to know about here on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. I know I'm going to release a little bit earlier on a Monday, but it is officially the Tuesday edition of the podcast coming up on tomorrow's show. I want to talk about what BYU football has going for it as they look forward to the big 12 kind of expanding on our topic today. If BYU truly is maybe the number four or the number five team in an expanded theoretical odds for the big 12 going into this season, what does BYU need to do to secure their, uh, position going into 2023. We'll talk about that. We'll also get to another one of the great players of the independent era at BYU football. And who knows what's coming out with BYU basketball. The transfer portal saga continues from Mark Pope and company. We'll have it all covered for you guys on tomorrow's show. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go watch slash uh, listen to the Big 12 podcast, Locked on Big 12. Josh Neighbors got you caught up on everything going on in the Big 12 conference in 30 minutes or less. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So check that out now. All right, that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your Tuesday or Monday, whenever you happen to be watching this. And I hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 10th, 2022. And we will catch you guys manana. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.